Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our Watch Club preview for Disney Plus's latest series, Marvel Studios Moon. Hello, I'm J-Law, but you can call me Justin. And if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geekcentric, a podcast celebrating the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geekcentric. And this is our Watch Club preview show where we share our spoiler-free reactions to the latest series before it hits general release and before our week-to-week, episode-to-episode, spoiler-filled coverage where we break it all down like only Geekcentric can. Today, we're sharing our spoiler-free thoughts on Marvel Studios Moon Knight, which is hitting Disney Plus tomorrow or or March 30th, depending on when you're listening to this. As always, huge thanks to our friends at Disney Plus Canada uh, for being kind enough to let us take part in this early preview uh, ahead of its release. Joining me today are my non-mummified friends, Nate Shelton, Kevin Hudson. How are you, boys? Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Dude, honestly, being mummified sounds... Horrifying. Terrible. <laughs> yes. Horrifying. Unless it's like those like old classic like old shows where the mummies were actually like they got up, they got to chill. You know what I mean? Like in a Scooby Doo cartoon. Like if I was that kind of mummy, I might be okay with it. Assalamu alaikum, boys. I am excited to uh jump in. Assalamu alaikum to you too. It's that's the Egyptian greeting for hello. Yes, yes it is. That's uh, a greeting that I am uh, very familiar with growing up in a Muslim household, which means Peace to you. Uh, so, yes, hello. Um, uh, as we mentioned today, we're going to be talking about Marvel Studios Moon Knight, uh, which we were fortunate enough to actually watch the first four episodes, which was a surprise to us. And uh, apparently that's how it went this time. Uh, but that being said, today's discussion, while being spoiler free, will probably be fairly tempered as we will reserve our more in-depth discussions for our Watch Club episodes, uh, which we will be starting to drop as of tomorrow. Now, for those who might not be aware, uh, Moon Knight stars Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke, and May Callumway. It features directors Muhammad Dayab, Justin Benson, and Aaron Moorhead. The synopsis is a former U.S. Marine struggling with his disassociative identity disorder is granted the powers of an Egyptian moon god. But he soon finds out that these newfound powers can be both a blessing and a curse for his troubled life. Ooh. <laughs> so <laughs> before we get into our, our overall discussion of what worked and what didn't work, I, I would love to start uh, uh, with knowing what your hype level was going into this series uh, right from when we saw the trailers and we heard the news. Uh, so Kev, let's, let's start with you. I know that uh, when, when the marketing first started for the show, uh, this is just yet again another character I knew absolutely nothing about. Um, so I didn't know what to expect there, but I could tell really quickly. I think our first look was on the Disney Plus day, and we got sort of our first footage, and instantly it just looked like it was going to be a bit different from from what we're, we've been used to so far in the MCU. And as the first real trailer came out, even right down to the the promotional poster, everything just has such a wicked, unique look to it that this was something that was on my radar as going to be special and, again, different for the MCU. So 
in terms of a hype, I was, I was, I, I'm just so excited by what this phase is giving us because it is so different from what we got over those first 10, 11 years. And, and so as a result of that, uh, I, I just, it's hard to say I'm, I'm more, I was more excited for this than say Dr. Strange, which comes out in a little while or some other projects this year. This is, this is really just such a crammed year for Marvel, but this is definitely near the top of my list. Uh, my, my, my hype factor for this was at a reserved nine. I don't want to say 10. You can never give 10 because then nothing can surpass that, right? So I'll give the highest score I'm willing to. I was a nine out of 10 hype for this thing to, to come our way. Hmm, very good. Nate, how about yourself? Um, my hype level going into this at a 10, I think, was probably like a high eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think the, the music in that trailer, them playing Kid Cudi day and night, I was just like, let's go. Um, and I think, uh, Kevin, you nailed it with, you know, the word different, honestly. And I think the, the biggest thing that I was kind of intrigued by with this show, and I think with this phase of what Marvel is doing is, is coming off of something like the Eternals, I just sort of was thinking, okay, I'm not going to go in full blown at a, a 10 on the hype scale, just because I think I was a little bit worried that it, it, it wasn't going to be everyone's cup of Marvel that they're used to. And that sure. could be an issue for some people. Um, and obviously we'll, we'll, we'll kind of dive into that, whether or not that actually is the case with these first four episodes, but no, going in, going into it, I definitely was at like a really high eight, mm-hmm. uh, out of 10 on the hype scale. Yeah. I, I was at an eight out of 10 as well. Nate, I think I was kind of like, that is my sort of reserve you don't go 10 out of 10 but right from the <laughs> announcement i was i was uh, super excited about this just because i was familiar with who moon knight was and what his whose character was but i'd never read any of his comics but with the introduction of moon knight and obviously the introduction of blade that's what really got me excited like the the intrigue around how they're really taking the MCU in a different direction outside of just sort of the main conventional heroes. But also there, there's a lot of spiritual and cultural qualities to, to, to the Moon Knight story that presents to be far more relevant and, and purposeful and is, is in many ways to be kind of seen as sort of disassociated from the streamlined MCU which I kind of like. Like I, I don't think we'll 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 see a character like this in a an Avengers team up. We might see him in a team up of some kind, but you know, again, his introduction does lend to a different side of the MCU. You know, again, that that to me was the exciting part. And and also just the fact that you have Oscar Isaac and, and Ethan Hawke starring in this thing as, you know, opposing forces. I, I think that that's some great acting talent that gets to play off of each other. So, yeah, I was I was at an 8 out of 10 as well on the hype level. Uh and then Everything changed, but maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. That's what we're going to find out right here as we talk about what we thought of these four episodes that we were gifted from Disney. Um, let's start off with what works for you guys. Like what, what was what's working for you in terms of tonal elements or, or character elements, whatever. Nate, let's start with you. Yeah, like I can't I mean, as we were kind of already alluding to, like the look and tone and vibe of the show is definitely darker um it's it kind of feeds off that sort of daredevil level of darkness um that i was really hoping for Uh. and and it's also at times it's more um grandiose and i think mythical than i think a lot of people who've enjoyed the mcu have been used to i think we sort of got a tad of that sort of 
mythicality, obviously from a, a different part of the world with Shang Chi. But exactly. But seeing it here, it's it was just it's kind horrifying. of. Um, yeah, and it's but it's cool at the same time yeah. that we're we're sort of saying, you know what, we don't have to follow the same rules everywhere around the entirety of the MCU. We can bring in these different uh, sort of rule sets in terms of what it, what the magic is and how it works. Um, and it's it's I think it's it's jarring at, at at times where you're just kind of like, is this is this is in the same MCU? But mm-hmm. um, I don't know, man. It, it was. It still is just so intriguing to watch how they they utilize the Egyptian, uh, you know, sort of ancient mythologies and and the, the creatures and everything like that. And I think even even though we ourselves are are four episodes in, I think they've even only brushed the surface of how deep they 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 may and and can go into oh, yes. this new aspect of the you know the the mystics part of of the MCU. Uh, speaking on it from uh, a visual standpoint, uh, you know, we, uh, it was. Hard, I have to remind myself we're getting not the best quality, and so I can't wait to join the you know the rest of the world and watch these as they're meant to be seen with no distractions and everything. Because the things that are going on this on on the screen look so different from from what we've seen before in the MCU. Yeah, from a cinematography standpoint, it's actually. It, it can get pretty incredible. I used the word grandiose earlier, and I definitely think there's some sequences and some moments where we we kind of open up to to see Egypt uh, in in kind of these really big ways. And yeah. um, you've got these big swooping shots and just the way that they do it, it felt I got a lot of like vibes of um, like the mummy in it quite a bit. Like it was very you know, that sort of adventure style movie at times, just the way it was shot and the way they kind of presented it. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. I think that, you know, one of the things that works really well is the the deep focus on the Egyptian culture, as you guys are saying, and, and just giving context to to sort of the the, the myths and legends that, that surround the story. Um, you know, I, I definitely got mummy vibes, you know, just those, the wide, landscape scope shots of of egypt that we that we see and that feel very immersive but also like to a certain degree you know a lot of people have been comparing it to like indiana jones or the mummy i I would really say the thing that stands out to me is is how you know this is feels very similar to to a show in that it has you know it has layers that talk about myths and legends and spirituality and and ritualism and and that's that's lost uh lost very Mm. much has a lot of the same themes and even just around language we can see language is is very very uh integral to this story so yeah i feel like it does a really good job of incorporating a very cultural layer to this that feeds more to all the different parts of of what we're learning about well and, and even uh, you know director Mohammed diab called out uh patty jenkins uh from wonder woman 1984 uh which mm-hmm. also sort of uh you know focused a bit on egyptian culture but he said gave it a an inauthentic portrayal and, and focused too much on an orientalism um in yeah. its interpretation whereas this this feels really authentic from the casting mm-hmm. to the music to yes. to I, I, I'm not sure, but it feels like they were actually filming on locale in these places. And that just tr- really comes through the screen to give it that authentic feel that a project like this really deserves, because that just that just makes it that much more sincere and, and, and make it count that much more. It makes it matter, though, too, right? Like it, it grounds it in something that is real, that is culturally relative. So I, I feel like that's like the selling point to it. And I think it's it's pretty cool. Like we do get to see, 
you know, again, we're obviously spoiler free, but we get to see Cairo at night. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like we get to see. Um, and again, when you think of, I think when a lot of people think of Egypt, they just think of the tombs and the, the, the you know, the ancient stuff that we, the pyramids that we experience in movies like The Mummy. So to get to see the nightlife of Cairo, I thought was was really cool. And again, just speaks to the the difference in terms of the the types of scenes that we're getting as well um and i'm i just i don't know man i just i'm loving oscar isaac and what he's doing in the role of of steven and mark and i think he's he's really killing it in terms of just being able to play off of himself um and and kind of uh give us a hero that is very different at least one side of him is very different than what we've gotten in most of our mcu yeah, I think I think um, I was I was struggling a little with the accent of of the, the Stephen character at first. I wasn't I wasn't sure it was entirely convincing, but I think the more you learn about the character, it it almost makes sense and it almost yeah. works yeah. for the character. And, and so I, I do just love the the the, the quirkiness of that uh, part of Oscar Isaac's character. It. It really works to, it's once again, Marvel doing a great job of giving the audience somebody that they can attach themselves to as we learn about this world. Uh, and and they nail it uh, again with, with the portrayal here. And uh, huge shout out, I think my favorite performance so far, and, and I wasn't expecting it because you don't get a lot of it or any of it really in the trailers though, is F. Marie uh, Abraham as, as Khonshu. That was a really unexpected sort of performance, and we, and we get it pretty early on, and it, it does just, again, it acts as another signifier that this isn't the Marvel you're used to, and things are going to be a bit different this time around. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a spoiler for us to mention that you know the titular character is moving through multiple personalities, which again, speaking from a visual standpoint, the way that's captured, you know, tonally, obviously, as you guys are referencing the the differentiation between the characters, but how we transition from those personalities is flawlessly done. the The representation yeah. in the trailer, we we called this out when I believe we we talked about the the trailer for when it initially dropped, but the use of mirrors and that being a gateway, and we've already seen that in the MCU, and I love that mirrors play a a very pivotal role in kind of defining how we move in and out and even just the visual effects of transitioning um they're, they're doing such a great job of creating its own vibe that again feels outside of of the mcu and and on that note too i just i love that there's been no reference to anything that's happened in the mcu we don't really know what timeline this is is this you know before Avengers, there's no reference to Thanos. There's even no reference to the blip. And that feels very refreshing. It feels like it's literally branching off from the MCU and, and being its own story. So I think that may be a benefit, but could also be a detriment depending on how you look at it from, from an MCU fan standpoint. I certainly agree. I think that's fantastic for Marvel to really focus on establishing this character before the character establishes themselves in the in the grander world that mm-hmm. we all know that that said and i hate to look too far ahead i mean heck we've only seen two-thirds of this show um but i can't wait to see the dual personalities that this character has once it's been fully fleshed out and established for us as an audience i can't wait to see this character interact with other characters they've already done such a great job of keeping it fresh through each of the first four episodes that we've seen 
but again, bringing it forward and, and having this character interact with other characters, I think there's so much potential to have a lot of fun with this dual split personality once once he gets introduced. But again, this is this is me just fantasizing about the future, and we're talking about the now of this show. Um, but that just I think <laughs> speaks to Oscar's performance in in the roles, if you will. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of funny that Disney Plus just acquired you know the Netflix series, and this show very much feels like one of those. Netflix series, not from a production standpoint necessarily, it definitely still feels of the MCU caliber, but just from a narrative standpoint, and I think it's kind of one of those things that it's it's, it's so distant from the MCU narratively, I, I it's refreshing for me and, and what you guys are kind of saying, but I do feel like it could possibly rub some people the wrong way I, I know that there's fans out there right they're constantly trying to to bring it back to the mcu they're constantly waiting for someone to show up for a name drop and you know kevin as much as i am excited to see how this does sort of tie back into the mcu i was really stoked to kind of just watch these four episodes and see it carry on as it as as they're sort of uh, moving away from it, essentially. And I 100% agree. This was not me saying he needs to to have other characters for this to matter. It was, again, I was, I was looking too far ahead. But no, you're right. This show has and should stay right where we are with the characters we have and, and flesh out this story before we even think about moving anywhere else. You know, Nate, you, you bring up such a great point. I feel like with this show, it's very much going to uh, be sort of the same sort of divisive nature that Eternals was, right? Eternals felt so different from everything else MCU that it kind of drew the line in the sand for, for people to understand what they like and what they don't like in the MCU. I'm wondering if this show will do that as well. I hope it just creates more conversation and shows that there, that we, we're ready for the next phase as Marvel would say, of of MCU content that really does push boundaries. And I feel like this, they're doing such a great job pushing those boundaries with what they're telling here. Well, and if you ask me uh, after episode one how I thought a majority of MCU fans would react to this character and, and uh, sort of the execution of the story that they're telling... I would say, oh, you know, it it might catch a few people off guard and, and some people might be a little confused and have lots of questions. And I think that's certainly the intention. But if you think you're thrown for a loop or or wondering what the character means and 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 its portrayal and how it will fit into a larger MCU, just you wait. That's all I'm gonna say because it's it's not slowing down anytime soon, I don't well, think. Well that's that's I think that's a perfect segue into maybe some things that might not have worked. Um but then did sort of work at the same time. So was there anything? <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying, Justin. Like there's, I was going to say one of the, the negatives that I had for the show was I started to very quickly right after the first episode, I would say in the middle of what we, of what we've gotten so far, I was a bit worried that I was sort of falling off of it. I kind of felt it, it does sort of meander a little bit. It takes its time. It slows the pace down significantly um, to give a lot of exposition in its in its second and, and third episode. But I will say, man, they managed to hook me right back in at the right time. And I'm so stoked to see where they go with this. So it is an interesting thing where, again, it's tough to sort of you know, we're not judging the entire six episode run here, so it's it's tough to sort of understand their full intention with the pacing. But dude, 
those those second and third episode did slow down a little bit. Yeah, but this is why we got four episodes right here. It, right. Exactly why we got four episodes, because it, it captures really what they're trying to do with this series. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, Nate. I think that the pacing does kind of feel very slow and, and there's a lot of exposition. But anyone who's listening to this, you'll get hooked. You know what I mean? Like you'll get hooked for sure. And that that might be the sort of the the issue with how people might fans might react to this right off the bat is those pacing issues. Put your trust in Marvel. Put your trust in Marvel and you won't be disappointed with yeah. this one. Yeah, people people really do need to be patient. Uh, I mean, from a from a personal standpoint here, I understand why we got four episodes, but I wish we'd only gotten one. I think episode one ended at a perfect time to say, here's the show. You don't know what it is, but you're you got a hint of it, and now just strap in and and enjoy the ride. And Nate, that was going to be my biggest complaint too, is that uh, there's a lot of filler in that third episode that that does just feel like they're waiting for things to pick back up. Uh, mm. But I will say, I cannot wait for the internet to absolutely explode oh, because stoked. it is going to be cuckoo bananas, like. Hide your phone. Do not go on Twitter. Do not go on the internet because you do not want anything spoiled for you. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with that. Um, All right. So now we've shared our thoughts. And now that you have a better impression of the show, I got to know, with your final thoughts, did this series live? Kev, why don't you start us off? As, as As we've sort of alluded to here... The show goes through a few ups and downs in terms of the the narrative pacing. Uh, that said, I, I I never lost interest. It was almost just like, oh no, I I, I want to know about something else or move away from this and and focus more on this. And so while there are kind of moments like that throughout these first four episodes, it's never, at least not interesting, and it's never at least not carried by, again, terrific performances from from all of our leads. We didn't uh, talk nearly enough about sort of the, the what Ethan Hawke brings to his character and just how terrific he is in that role as sort of, you know, where we get a bit of uh, kooky zaniness from, from a lot of what um, uh, Oscar Isaac's doing. Ethan Hawke is just so grounded. He's so calm and cerebral. And that is just makes such a perfect balance as we're we're going through this sort of zany adventure. Um, in terms of getting Indiana Jones vibes and and that sort of action adventure vibe, I'm loving it. Um, I'm a huge ancient Egypt guy. That's that's my favorite period in time. I always loved studying that in school, playing it in video games. Like like I felt like I was watching a movie version of me playing Assassin's Creed. Um, in in the uh, the Egyptian uh, version of the game, there where you're going and you're you know you're exploring the idea of pyramids and ancient gods, and that is just so up my alley. So I really am loving so much about what this is, and I love that two thirds of the way through this show, I'm still going, what in the hell is going on? Who is this character? What does it all mean? And how will they ever possibly squeeze this in? to the existing MCU. And I think that's just such an exciting prospect. Um, because there are so many questions though, I can't go full blown. I can't give this a full 10 yet. Who knows if by the end of episode six of our watch club, I'll be completely and and totally sold. So I'm sticking right at my, at my nine. This lives up to the hype I had for it. And I think it has the potential by the end of this, this first season um, to, to exceed it. And so that is, that is awesome. Hats off to, uh, another terrific Disney plus MCU outing. Cool. Nate, how about yourself? 
Yeah, I think um, this is going to be very similar to WandaVision in that it's going to take time to get fully invested in the show, uh, especially because of how little we do know about the character and the world. 100%, yeah. But when, <laughs> when you do, I'm pretty sure you'll be just as excited as I am. And I think, um, yeah, we again, fantastic performances. Um, the production value is there. There, there are going to be at least, at least for me, there were two instances or I guess two episodes as we've been calling out where I sort of felt like if we were watching this week to week, I, I wouldn't have that feeling of, oh, I need it to be next week right now. Right. But, <laughs> but just again, just trust in Marvel, <laughs> just wait. And, and there's going to be a moment in this, in this show um, that you're going to, it's, it's, it's going to change things. So um, yeah, man, I am uh, really stoked. I, I've honestly moved from an eight to a nine point five uh, on my hype scale for this series, and I'm I'm just really excited to see what they do moving forward because I think they have an opportunity to do something really original, and that's that's the most exciting part after seeing so much from the MCU that they're still able to do something so original with this uh, with this world. So yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I I'm I'm exactly where you are, Nate. That's that's very well said in the sense that you know. It'll take some time, but there's a hook. And when you get to that hook, it's it's well worth it. And, you know, I think the episodes do a really great job of establishing the tone, the mood, even the themes uh, that, that really are going to take part in, in shaping this character and, and really being a part of his introduction into the MCU. And, you know, barring those those pacing issues, I would agree this did raise my hype level from that eight to a solid nine. I am excited to see where things go and and how they land this thing because it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun and we're excited for for people to see it as as Kevin said you know the the internet will blow up once once that thing happens so uh, I think that that's a, a good way to look at you know how the show will really hook you uh, in the end so stay stay tuned stay tuned. Um, so that is our Watch Club preview. But uh, as I've mentioned, we're, we're not done talking about this. Uh, we, we are committed to bring you our spoiler-filled thoughts on each episode week to week. And for those who've listened to our previous Watch Clubs, we should mention that this is going to be structured a little differently. As we've continuously mentioned here, it, it was unprecedented for us uh, here at Geek Centric to get four episodes of the six-episode Marvel series. So with that in mind, we've, we've already seen four episodes, and therefore we won't be able to really speculate like we usually do on the episodes. So for the first three episodes, we've decided to treat these more like spoiler-filled reviews. Uh, once we get to episode four, we'll move back to our traditional Watch Club format and even bring on some special guests. So while we still will be breaking down our favorite moments and, and giving you a review score, we won't be breaking down moment to moment as it would tempt us to ask questions we might already know the answer to. So... With that, we hope you enjoyed this Watch Club preview for Marvel Studios' Moon Knight. Again, a huge thanks to Disney Plus Canada for allowing us to take part. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and leave us a glowing review. We always appreciate that love. Also, we'd love to know your hype level going into this new MCU Disney Plus series. Are you excited? Maybe not so much. Well, you can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. 
or you can reach out to us on Twitter at GeekcentricYT or on Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric. Keep in mind, we also have a ton of other episodes covering a variety of other content, like our spoiler-free review for Richard Linklater's latest film, Apollo 10 and a Half, A Space Age Childhood, which hits Netflix April 1st. Plus, we have new content always coming out. And this week's a busy week for us. As mentioned, we'll be dropping our Watch Club for Moon Knight Episode 1 tomorrow. As well, we'll have our This Week in Geek episode, where we'll be discussing all the wins and losses from the Oscars. Plus, later this week, we'll have our review for Judd Apatow's The Bubble, hitting Netflix April 1st as well. So lots of stuff to come. New episodes always dropping, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. But until then, Nate, Kev, thanks for joining me for this Watch Club preview. And as we say... Love ya. Get home safe, guys. Peace. Peace.